Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Believe in the Dallas Cowboys. It's just the title of the show. There's nothing we can do about it. There's not. That's it's the name of the network. Believe B L E A V. Don't take it to. Cowboys played football yesterday. And uh, other teams are going to keep playing football. The NBA season's rocking, and Bet Online has you covered with all your up to the second odds, news, and scores. Boy, you could have made a lot if you'd have taken Green Bay and like moved that line and been like, I think they're going to kick the crap out of them. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Go to Bet Online, use our promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Uh, there are 500 things to talk about with the Cowboys, Jesse. How are you? I'm well. I'm 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 fine this morning. I'm I'm doing well. I was there. Were you there? Uh, no, I was at walk-ons. Uh, I broadcast from walk-ons in Arlington. I saw you had good seats too. You had like had great, sweet, yeah, had great had suite level seats. It was yeah, sweet. I was in the yeah field level suite. That's where yeah. I was. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. I had a I had a corn dog. Uh, I. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. You saw sure right. Corn dog in public. I call that a glizzy and a cardigan. Did you like like you cut it or like you stick like you stick right to mouth? Oof. Batman. You, <laughs> you, the last the last mad. bite. The last bite is the only uncomfortable one because it's at the bottom. And like I'm not gonna pull the corn dog up, so you gotta go all the way in and then pull it off. But why not just pull the corn dog up? Why 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 not? Why not? Out of a sense of pride for not feeling uncomfortable about it. Pride. Yeah, I had snacks. It was great. We had, snack, I had ice cream at the end. Ice cream. I had some ice cream. A whole yeah, the and ice cream in the, in the suite. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had some ice cream. I had some nachos. <laughs> made some nachos. They had a little queso with the meat in it and some chips. Yeah. I made my own nachos. Uh, some sort of barbecue that was tasty. I put on some of the chips. That was good. They had chicken. I had about four pieces of chicken. I had a Dr. Pepper, a 7-Up, a Miller Lite, and a couple of bottles of water. Yeah, I had a great time. Talk about empty calories. You and Dak had something in common. Ah, the Cowboys get their asses kicked. Man. <laughs> um, what was your favorite part? The, the When the camera panned to the sideline and you just saw player after player like, Like that was that I was like, oh, okay, yeah, they have no clue either. Yeah, they have, they have no clue what's going on. Um, That's great. And uh, you know, this is the accountability show. Um, we are a show of accountability. I think I picked the Packers to win. No, I don't think you picked the Packers to win. What? I don't think you picked the Packers. I don't know. Um, I think you picked the Cowboys and win by a million. I think that was actually. I think it was uh, thirty. I think it's thirty-three twenty. Yeah, I think I think you said that the Cowboys would score a bunch of points. Um, the over/under in this game, like we got to thirty-three, like, was right? fifty and a half, right? Like like the the Green Bay Packers got forty-eight. They almost had the over by themselves. Um, but no, seriously, I, I don't think I don't think any of us thought what happened was actually going to happen. Um. <laughs> 
you, you know, any given Sunday, a team could lose. And if the game would have been 17-20 with the last second field goal, it would have been like, oh, okay. But the absolute, and you know I'm not a guy who uses profanity, but the absolute ass-kicking that was on display for 90-plus thousand to see in attendance, glizzy with the cardigan or not, um, and the millions and millions and millions watching at home was not on my 2024 bingo card, but it should have been. It should have been because 2024 has been a wild year. Cat Williams and 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 he comes out with his stuff and 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 and, and I, I mean, I'm shocked. I'm not shocked by the loss. I am shocked by in which the way they lost. That to me has still been a head scratcher that, um, like you said, there's 500 places and people that we can go and point the finger. But I think um, we need to start with ourselves. We need to start with ourselves. Um, we, 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 we didn't give the Green Bay Packers their just due. Um, we didn't give Matt LaFleur, who comes from those trees that we talk about, um, that seems to be the new trend of how things are going in the National Football League. Uh, we didn't give Jordan Love. We we talked about he had, he was Aaron Rodgers esque, um, but he he went full Aaron Rodgers. Um, and then Aaron Jones is the new Aaron that kills the Cowboys. Um, and I said that yesterday's price was not today's price when it came to Aaron Jones and his running ability against the Cowboys for all the reasons that I listed. But Aaron Jones said you're right. Yesterday's price is not today's price. It's actually higher. <laughs> um, and yeah. But, you know, I can go on for days and days and days, but what do you have? Um, I wanted to talk about – pick your coach that you want to talk about first. Um, Two coaches to talk about, and I can go either route. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take the guy that I've, I've – when it went right, I stood on the table and said, that's my guy, so I have to stand on the table and say the same thing. It, it starts and ends with Mike McCarthy. You are the head coach. This team was not prepared, and it falls on you. That's so Mike McCarthy, freaky Mike, my guy. You were my guy from the start, but this this, this right here sits squarely on, uh, on your shoulders because you did not prepare this football team to go in a home playoff game at that, not a road game. A home game where you've been absolutely dominant at home, 16 and 0, 40 points a game. I mean, you have been the here we go offense. And it was just like the only thing that was here we go was, was here we go home. Like, <laughs> nah. Okay. My McCarthy thoughts are uh Mike McCarthy's a good coach. He's a good yeah. head coach. He's a good head coach. Uh I would not be surprised if this cost him his job. I would not be surprised if he's gone. And if he is, doesn't really bother me. Because, again, like, I think he's a good coach. And that's what he is. Um, but, okay, it doesn't bother you. But if you – it's the same thing. And we'll get to the quarterback, but it's the same thing, I, I think, when you talk about, all right, you get rid of a coach. And I'm not saying right or wrong, get rid of him and keep him, right? I, I, get, I get the frustration. I get, you know, all of that. But where next? Right, because if we're going, if we're going dinosaur tread, you know, retread, then I'll then, then keep them. Okay, so here is where actually I'm going to need you because I'm going to give you an opinion, and then I want you to uh, help me with part of it. What I think is 
most important in an NFL head coach these days. And what I think the good teams do when they're hiring a head coach is they they don't hire retreads and they don't hire um, they don't hire defensive dudes. So like, if you told me the Cowboys, like I'm firing Mike McCarthy and I would be like, okay, that's fine. And I will give you the list of two names that I will consider for head coach. And one of them, I'm going to have to figure out if he pronounces that W as a W or a V. Um, I want either Ben Johnson from the lions or I want oh, Bobby or I want Bobby Slovic Slovic from the Texans because what I want in a head coach is I don't need the world to know your name. I need you to give me a tangible schematic advantage at football uh-huh. every weekend. That's what I want. Matt LaFleur does that. Kyle Shanahan does that. Mike McDaniel does that. Sean McVay does that. Those are my head coaches. Now, if you buy into like the Cowboys weren't prepared and you have played in Dallas and you've played in New England, if you buy that, if Bill Belichick were here, he is proven enough and good enough at this that you won't have diva behavior. You won't have prima donnas. You won't have guys that are walking into their billion dollar facility and living life like that and everybody will show up and be Jake Ferguson and it'll be all dogs, then there's value to that. But what I want my head coach is on the field every week, definitive schematic advantage. Like Mike McCarthy being in charge of the offense made Dak the best player he's ever been for 17 games. Uh, That value is what I want. Now I can also watch a Cowboy game and say that, great, Mike, more so than Kellen Moore, made Dak play his best. But if you watch a game of the Dolphins, the Packers, the Texans, the Rams, what you'll see to a better level than what you see here is my quarterback don't have to be great to complete passes. I got it. Because I know what you want to do. I know what we're going to do. And people just end up butt naked. And I'm going to dictate. I'm going to dictate what you do that's going to allow me to get my guys booty butt ball naked wide open. Yeah. So, like, I think Mike McCarthy is good. He brought the best out of Dak. And we can talk about yesterday. But over the course of a season, he got the best out of Dak. And so he gets credit for that. Good job, Mike McCarthy. There are guys who are better at it. There are guys who are more forward thinking and end up with having more easy plays for big gains. Uh, And so, yeah, if Mike McCarthy loses his job, which I would call it coin flip, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he gets fired for this game. Uh, I want you to pursue the name that won't make all Cowboy fans happy because a lot of Cowboy fans don't know a bunch of assistant coach names. And I don't mean that as a shot or anything. I just mean NFL fans, you know the name. Uh, But yeah, I want to call the Texans and I want to call the Lions and I want their OCs. I don't necessarily want Belichick, but that's where I need you because you played there. You played here. You can vouch for the country club thing is not just words people throw out. And that New England was different. And it's not just words people throw out. So maybe you could convince me. Like, Belichick could change this. I don't know. Yeah, the difference between – and you're absolutely right. Uh, uh, playing in New England, it was, a, it was a shock 
spending three years in Dallas and then going to New England and being like, oh, wait, none of that other glitz and glass. Oh, no, this is all football. Oh, this is a football business. Oh, when you have Bill Belichick stand in front of the group and tell all of the guys, hey, all this extra stuff, once we get into the season, that stops. So if I see people in the mall with autograph signings and if I see people doing all and it has not been run by my desk, you'll you have to deal with me. Right. Like, like that's that's a real conversation that I saw come out of Bill Belichick's mouth that I heard come out of Bill Belichick's mouth saying when we start football, it's about football for the entire season. Like we're we're not we're not. Um, Cameras falling down. But I thought it was fun. I think it's fun yeah. watching. I was like, point I was like Whoa. What, what's happening here? Um, let's get this thing back right. Just um, hold it by hand. But but Bill Belichick, uh, you know, saying to his group, like, here's here's what we're going to do. We're going to be about football and be about football's business until the end until February, and then after that, you all season do what you please. Um, but for the Cowboys, that's never going to happen. And, and that's why I say that the whole Bill Belichick thing is almost it's 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 an it's an oxymoron. Um, it's one of those things that sound good, but doesn't make any sense, because I get why people I get why people want to have the Bill Belichick in the building, the name, the the, the lineage, the, 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 the things that he's brought to this league. But everything that the Cowboys are as an organization, Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones are as front office personnel is anti-Bill Belichick. Like Jerry and Stephen, they are about selling. They're about selling a product. They're about a show. They're about cameras, lights, cameras, action. They're about all of those things that we see week in and week out. And Bill Belichick just isn't. Bill Belichick can care less about doing a weekly TV show, a radio show. Bill Belichick can care less about cameras being in the building. Bill, Bill Belichick can care less about all of the extra stuff that will come along with being the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, by the way, and you're not going to be able to tell this, the Joneses what to do in the front office. See, the thing why it worked so well in New England is because Rob Kraft said, here, I'm, over, I'm, I'm selling Gillette razors and I'm selling paper and I'm doing that stuff. Uh, and I'm in and I'm I'm in Florida getting rubbing tugs uh, and I'll see you when I see you. Um, and and hey, just bring me back victories and and, and Robert Kraft take out the way. You're not going to have that here in Dallas. You're going to have people that, that that will question everything that you do. And so while Bill Belichick may fix some things, I don't think he you would have to you would have to gut this entire roster to get your guys in here. Right. To change the culture. And, and that's not going to happen. Michael Parsons is not going to not do his weekly podcast. Dak Prescott is not going to not do eight TV commercials, right? CeeDee Lamb and the rest of these guys are not going to be at the Cowboy Experience get money or at some other hotel on Saturdays get money. It's happening. That's going down during the season, right? Zach Martin is not going to have a weekly radio show. Like all of these things are going to continue to happen whether you like it or not. So the best bet is, to your point is to go, and I said this on Twitter last night. I said I want my coach um, to 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 have an iPhone that have apps on it like TikTok and an IG. And uh, was born in the mid '80s, and at some point in time in college, he downloaded illegal music from LimeWire and played computer speakers in his room. Like I want my quarterback to be that guy because if nothing else, what I'm going to do is create a culture uh, that that these these young men can understand, and I'm going to treat them like young men. But also, 
I'm going to give you a competitive advantage on the football field. I'm, you're going to be able to go out there and say, all right, X's and O's wise, we are just as good or as better um, than the guys that we're playing. And same thing for Dan Quinn, because when you look at all the games that Dan Quinn struggled in, it's been a guy, it's been against guys that come from the McVay Shanahan type of tree. So even he is getting a little bit prehistoric in his approach and has to figure out a way how to combat those things. So this thing is, is relatively old when you look at what they do. But, I mean, firing Mike McCarthy, you better you damn sure better have an answer that's going to give your team a competitive advantage. Yeah, so uh, I would not be surprised if they end up with a head coaching search at all. Uh, as far as defensive coordinator, I do wonder what happens after that game, how many people consider – what has happened when this Cowboys defense? Hell, it was the last half of the season. The Cowboys defense wasn't good, and out there against Green Bay, we can talk about Dak made mistakes, CD made mistakes. Uh, your offense wasn't good enough when the game was in the balance, but my God, they never had a chance to come back in that game because you weren't going to get a stop ever. No, um, and that you know. I don't like Dan Quinn. The way I would say it is I don't care. Like if Dan Quinn is here or gone, I promise you won't hear no matter how many podcasts we do, no matter how many live videos we do, you won't hear me say, how are they going to overcome losing Dan Quinn? I won't care. Uh, I think he's fine. I think players like him. I think he's probably a really good motivator. I think he's a really good dude. I think he's a solid defensive coordinator. I don't think he's special. I think the Cowboys got better defensively at the same time that Dan Quinn got here because they got rid of an awful coordinator and Micah Parsons got here. Right. Like Micah Parsons got here and he'll be here for the next guy. And it's one good defense the second half of the football season. And let's and it was be an honest. awful defense in the biggest game of the year. And, and let's be honest, like Micah Parsons, you, you know, young man, you, you have some, um, some culpability in this as well. And for Michael Parsons, the thing that I, the, the, the gripe that I've had against Michael Parsons, there's been a couple. Um, I think I do think Michael Parsons, while a great player, a transcending player, I've told people from day one, right? Stop the stop the Lawrence Taylor comparisons. Like I, I never I never bought into that. It has nothing to do with my Tar Heel bias. But let's not let's not go there with the Tar Heel with the with the with the Lawrence Taylor um, comparisons. I, I think Michael Parsons at times is a selfish football player. I think Michael Parsons is a really good football player and wants to be really good for Michael Parsons. And if the team just so happens to benefit from his level of awesomeness, then great. But I don't think Michael Parsons is one of those guys who are really willing to sacrifice himself for the betterment of the team. And, I don't, and you can probably say, well, why should he? It's all about self. Well, that's not that's not you're not going to win that way. You just you just aren't going to win that way. And it has nothing to do with what he does off the field. I can care less about that. As long as he's not getting in trouble or harming anyone, I don't care what you do off the field. Honestly, like if you want to do podcasts, great, do podcasts. But understand that there's going to be a reaction for every for a reaction for all the action that you put out there. You have the freedom of speech, but people also have the freedom to react to the things that you say. You have to pay consequences for those. But on the football field, for me, you watching that game last night, Micah's a one-trick pony. Like Micah, and this is why he pushed back so much for, for uh, from playing linebacker full-time. I get defensive end, more money's there, all that kind of stuff. But there takes a level of commitment to play linebacker. You have to actually study really, really hard because you have to look at keys and clues and things of that nature and be able to adjust and add audibles and all that kind of stuff. I don't think Micah Parsons is, is truly committed to doing those things. 
When you rush the passer, that's, that's a that's a one-trick pony type thing. And Michael Parsons isn't really good in the run game, and we saw that a lot last night. When you watch the Green Bay Packers and what they wanted to do in the run game, they was like, early on, they tried. They said, all right, we're, we're going to just run the football at 90. And they was like, uh-uh, we're not, we're not doing that anymore. And then they said, okay, well, we're going to find 11. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying every time, but a lot of times we're going to find 11, and we're actually going to leave him unblocked. And what we're going to do, we're going to run this wind back, and we're going to have this, this wind back run, and we're going to give our running back two options. If the front side hole opens up, you take it. But tight end, you're going to come down the line of scrimmage, and you're going to kick out this defensive end and Michael Parsons. Chop him, do whatever you have to do. And if the first hole not there on the front side, running back, you wind that thing back. Oh, because by the way, they got 200-pound linebackers. If we get to the second level with our guys, he's not going to be able to get off that block. So it's a five-yard gain if he just falls forward. And they did it repeatedly in the game last night. You saw those linebackers kicking out Michael Parsons, chopping him at the legs, and he had no answer for it. Uh, and, and that's why they were able to run the football, and they just put the Cowboys um, on their heels, and they had no answer for this defense. And I said coming into this game that Michael Parsons needed to have a legacy playoff run, like a legacy moment playoff run, and he didn't. He, he didn't. In order to be the best player on the football field, you have to impact the game far greater than two tackles one assisted and one solo you can't be the best player in, in all of football and be and regarded in the likes of the of the name lt and in the big game at home playoff game you only record two tackles yeah i thought defensively that pretty much everyone was bad outside of tank and even he jumped off sides then and gave them a third and two on the goal line to go score a touch like nobody was good gilmore was getting torched bland Man, my favorite play of the game was third and four. They lined up, and they were playing man. Ten yards, ten yards off. And they were in man. And I'm sitting there with a buddy of mine because we're at the game, and he's like, why is Bland ten yards off? I was like, he's got to be about to jump. Like, he's he's baiting. No, you just playing ten yards off. Have a first down. Uh, Jordan Lewis got smoked by Dobbs for a giant play. Uh, their zone coverage was awful. Their defensive tackles were butt. Their linebackers absolutely couldn't play the run to save their lives, and Damone Clark couldn't cover anybody. So it's like, I don't know. Like, is that all Dan Quinn's fault? I don't know. But he definitely didn't elevate anybody. I know that. Uh, they they were awful. They were terrible. And I guess the last guy we haven't talked about, because I don't know what to do with it, is Dak. Like Dak had a couple of misses, a couple of dumb plays, and then by the time you started making good plays, it was like, yeah, whatever. Uh, and that's the one you don't know what to do with. Like, what do you what do you do now? Like, are you going to say that the all-pro quarterback sucks and we're going to let him play out his last year and then this is Trey Lance's team? No. You'll try to make the team better and Dak will sign a giant extension this offseason and you'll go try again. And you'll hope that he doesn't make a bad pick six decision and a bad – like I, I've been re-watching it this morning. And I'm trying to figure out, like, is it worth even mentioning the stuff where it's like, I probably wasn't as bad as you think. And I don't know. I'm probably just not going to worry about it. Uh, he didn't play well. He didn't play good enough. It, 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 and, that's, and that's the thing is, is um, to whom much is given, much is required, right? To heavy is the head that wears the crown and you can put all the sayings that you want in there. But when, you, when you're the guy that makes the most money, and you're at the most, um, you're at you're at the most the, the highest position on the football team. You you have to bear you have to bear that. Like you have to bear that because yeah, I mean when you had your opportunity 
Were there some throws? I, I thought he and CeeDee Lamb, and they've had this weird relationship all year long. I, I didn't think CeeDee Lamb was good in that football game early on. He had a couple that I thought, man, those are, those are catchable CD land passes for a guy who's an all pro at 1700 yards. But you know um, that, that happened. And then that just, he didn't seem comfortable. He didn't look comfortable. He didn't, he didn't seem comfortable. And, and again, to watch Jordan love operate at the line of scrimmage. I, I want more of that from that to be able to get things in the right position. They had no answer. They had no answer for the zone covers that the, that the Packers played. And, and we talked about coming into this game, you know, well, they, they don't, they're not a good defense, right? They're, they're bad in the secondary. They give up the middle of the field. And if we can see that, right. And I'm, I'm, I, I got pro eye. You've been around pros long enough. You got a pro eye. If, if we can see that, then it, 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 it blows my mind that, that the quarterback who gets paid 55, $60 million a year, you got to be better. And that's, 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 that, that that's what it is. And it, yes, there were some other plays that you probably want back. Um, but th th like, for example, the, the pick six by Darnell Savage, that's film study. That's film study. That, that, that's, 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 that's being predictable. That's lining up in that set that we've all seen a hundred times in a row. And we've all seen that you never throw it to anybody else in that set. You know, you don't throw it to the first guy. The first guy is always the clear out guy and you're trying to find CD Lamb. That's not, that's not hard. Like that's not hard to figure out, especially for a defensive coordinator and a, and a, and a defensive player who who's watching the same film that that we're all watching. That 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 that's a situation where you're going, you went to that well one too many times, and you had some good throws in there. You should have had three interceptions. Uh, uh, Campbell dropped one in the end zone again because you're, you're you're predicting when your throws are going to go. And for Dak Prescott, he is he is in a, I guess you can call it a win-win situation, honestly. Um, he played an awful game and still holds literally all the cards. Yes. I mean, because you're not going to carry $60 million on the books next year. You're not. You're just, you're not. You're not. You're not going to do that. You it's might, but if you do, I'm an unrestricted free agent at the end of next year, and right. you can't tag me. You can't tag me. Um, okay. You can't, you can't trade me. I have, a, I have a no trade clause in my contract. And, and then, by the way, it's going to be very difficult for you to keep a $60 million on the books and pay CD and pay – um, um, uh, Michael Parsons and bring back free agents or sign free agents and have a draft class. So, I mean, at the end of the day, unless you're deciding to blow this whole thing up, then, then, then that's the only way that you, you're, you're winning in this. That's going to get paid. He's going to get a record amount of money and he's going to get five to seven years in the contract. However, they want to break that down, uh, to make it make sense. Uh, and the Cowboys, you have to deal with them. And then, and, Dak, again, wherever you want to put him at, right? He's a top 10 quarterback, okay? Like, he's a top 10 quarterback. He had an MVP-level uh, type year. Um, I mean, real close to winning the MVP. You're not going to find that just laying in the Home Depot parking lot. You're just not. You're just, you aren't. I'm just going to pick him 26th overall. I'm just going to find a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, you're just not going to do that. And, and, and if, you know, if anybody's been lucky when it comes to the, the quarterback position, nobody 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 has been luckier in the last two decades than the Dallas Cowboys yeah. you you found two franchise quarterbacks one was an undrafted free agent and the other was a fourth round pick that have made you a viable competitive contender year in year out 
and you've lucked up on that. I, there isn't any other team in the league that can say that their last two quarterbacks have been an undrafted free agent and a fourth round pick, and they've been a, and they've been as competitive and as uh, as much as a. So I, I I don't know I don't know what you're going to do in that instincts. Um, but if you don't have a quarterback, I don't give a damn who your coach is. You. I don't care. They won't. They won't be successful, and you'll find yourself on the losing end of a lot of football games without Dak Prescott. You're in a tough situation. You're in a very tough situation because you you really don't have any other way to go unless you decide to do some massive trade or let that go. However you want to do it, and, and pour a ton of resources and trying to take somebody else's player from them. But you're stuck. You're stuck with Dak for the next five, at least five years. Trey Lance season, baby. Oh, and I just wanted to throw one thing in. Shout out to uh, Schoonmaker, who had one chance to uh, just make a football play and didn't get out of bounds, son. Um, and that was, I thought that was perfect to illustrate that a team, Cowboys, who are really good at drafting, they're really good. You can light 2023 on fire. Their first round pick has not helped at all. Like they were out there plenty of times on rundowns with Hankins and Mozzie out there. Like we need to play our run stoppers blown off the ball. Your first rounder brought you nothing. Your second rounder brought you a net negative. Uh, your third rounders hurt. 2023 was a light that draft on fire. So shout out to Mike McCarthy getting to draft his guy in the second round. Shout out to Dan Quinn or whoever who got their guy in the first round. Please God, just let the scouts pick the players. Please, please. That's all. Oh boy. Oh man. We 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 got we got we got eight more months of this. We have eight more months. I like draft season. I'm about to start watching tonight. It's time. Hey, here's the good news for a team that had a really good record, uh, and had a really good offense and all the things. When you start talking about what could you add, the answer is all of it. Yeah. Your offensive line is now shot. Uh, you have one tight end. You have one wide receiver. You have no linebackers. Your defensive tackles aren't good. Your pass rushers, you could actually use more. Your corners, you can always use more. Your safeties are meh. Like, it's draft season, baby. It wasn't supposed to be, though. It was supposed, yeah. that's supposed to be in two weeks. Yeah, I, I don't, you know, as far as draft, I don't even know where you begin. All right. Cause right now, do you begin at linebacker? Do you begin at offensive line? Like, it all starts. Are you getting a new coach? What is his philosophy? What do, what do they want to do? And I don't know, man. This is, it wasn't supposed to go like this. It wasn't supposed to end like this. And, and this team has. This team was um, supposed to get like this done to them two weeks from now. Right. When yes. we were ready for it. Yes. Yeah. God. Yeah. I was ready for this in the NFC Championship game. Yes. Playing the nine. I'm like, oh, cool. Yes. This is right on par. Let's let's go. Yeah. But, you know, I, this is, this, this is, this is bad. Like, this, <laughs> this no, is this good. is bad, man. This is bad. And. I don't know. We talk about the windows opening and closing for a team and a franchise. Um, this was their best shot. Th yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, because. They won't have a better shot next year. No, Detroit will be better. Green Bay will be better. Um, maybe Philly gets stuff together and, and they'll be better. Uh, you're going to have a ton of teams in this conference that are going to get better that you have to contend with. The Niners aren't going anywhere. Right, they're going to be a, still a good football team. Um, who knows what the Rams may or may not do, whatever in that situation. But um, yeah, man, I, I just this is this is it's it's a it's a it's a wrap.
It, it's a wrap, man. It's a wrap. And, uh, no, hire a giant difference maker of a coach. I don't, you know your offense. I, I don't know if that's going to – I don't know if in a year that's going to make a difference. Yeah. No, this was their best chance. Well, I mean, who knows, right? You have no idea what happens in an offseason. But you're probably – well, I don't know. Is Tyron going to come play again? His contract's up, but is he going to play again? If he does and, it, and he plays well, great. They shouldn't, uh, they shouldn't bring back Tyron, honestly. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. Not he's, really, he's really good. He misses five, six games every single year. He's really good. I, and I get it. I get it. But you, you just do, pretend he's not here. I mean, unless you're going to not practice him all year long. Which Correct. Is, which is crazy to me. Um, I, I just can't. I can't realistically wrap my mind around saying, hey, here's a guy that we know is going to miss four to six games. Legitimately. Every year. Let's plug him in as I start left tackle. Like let's 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 plug him in as I starting left tackle and go, hey, we'll see what happens. Like where else you gonna, where else you gonna find him? We also don't have very many draft picks because we traded I don't, him. I don't know, man. I and I don't know. And maybe you maybe you have to. I, I you know, and for the folks, they're not moving, um, they're not, not moving Tyler. Tyler's your left tackle for the next 10 years. They're guard. not moving him out. I'm sorry, your left guard. For the next 10 years. They're not moving him out to tackle. Um, you, you're gonna have to find answers for Terrence Steele. You're gonna have to find answers for Tyler Biotis. And hell, who knows? Zach, I mean, Terrence Steele's here. Zach Martin may, may, wake good. Up, may wake up in February and go, you know what, guys? I'm good. Um, it hurts to play this game, and um, I don't want to anymore. Who knows what it may happen this offseason? Like you said, it's a crazy offseason, but this this is man. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. Jerry is the greatest spin doctor that ever lived. I don't know how he's going to be able to spin this thing this entire offseason and and convince people to to believe in this team again. That's why he'll fire the coach. That's how you do it. You just you lay it at the feet of someone. You go, yeah, but now that we have whatever, and that won't be true. The odds of them, well. I want to say the odds of them having a better team next year are low, but I mean, so many of the guys that I thought were good by the second half of the year, you were like, eh. but they got a lot of work to do. This was, this was their, this was their best chance for an NFC title game in a long time. Right. In a yep. long time. All right. Well, RIP happy draft season, everybody. <laughs> woo, woo. Um, we're presented by our friends at bed online. And remember, you never know. You have no idea what anyone's going through, especially Cowboy fans right now. Man. So be cool to everyone. We love you. Be easy. There's a lot of them, but for the Cowboy country, eliminate the contingencies. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.